Hiring? With Indeed, your search is over. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Pregnant ladies and little kids better get the hell out of the way because I'm running. I'm just, I'm like Forrest Gump, dude. I am running. So the Titanic was the biggest ship on the ocean, but that didn't mean it was unsinkable. Okay. I want you to use ombudsman in a sentence next week. I got one for you. My name is Kevin, the official ombudsman of the Just Podcast. You like apples? All right, welcome back to another Just Press Play pod. We are missing LJ, but we are joined by a special guest. Uncle Tony's back with us. What's going on, Tone? What's up, gentlemen? We got Pops and Tone. Pops, how are we doing over there? Doing well, doing well. Happy to be here. What are y'all doing? I, I mean, it's it's a big week. You know, it's really... I know uh, some, some drafts have started to happen, whether fantasy football it's is going time. on. I know y'all's drafts coming up this weekend. I just did one with my boys this past weekend, and so it's it's a big time. Preseason starting to get real. You know, we're getting to week three of preseason where they might actually play a whole quarter. Some of the starters. So it, we're actually now. I think you'll, we're getting to the point where we're starting to learn a little bit before it's all you know all that coach talk and BS. And now we're starting to really get some information. And we're going to dive into a bunch of football stuff. But I wanted to ask you guys: Have you seen what is the big debate going on right now? on the internet um i don't know you have to be a little more i don't know there's so many it's, there there's a, there's a there's a hot debate there's a hot debate and it's not uh mj or lebron it's it's over chicken sandwiches popeyes <laughs> has come out with the new chicken sandwich and now no. they are really pushing chick-fil-a possibly for the best chicken no. sandwich on the on the on the board and, i hope and so wendy's wendy's wants to get involved too i i will say this this new Popeye sandwich I had it this weekend because I had to try it. It's like a chicken sandwich on a brioche or brioche. I don't know how you say that bun. Brioche. Whatever it is, I think everybody knows what and, we're and talking about, but I can't say it. The Texas County they call it brioche. <laughs> I think it's a brocky. <laughs> brocky bun. No, it's not brocky. There's no way it's brocky. I think it's a brioche. Give me go. I bet Tammy knows. Give me go ask her. I bet she does. Well, this is where Hannah comes in and says the word is brioche. <laughs> or, or no, this is actually Tone. This is where LJ's here, and he may or may not actually know yeah, the answer. But, he go but he's like going to he act does. like he knows it. Yeah. And me and me That's and Lip are just so dumb. We're like, oh, that must be right. He sounds confident. Yeah. Hey, I'm just it trying like, to. I'm trying to build up my son's confidence. I'm not so dumb. I don't know it. <laughs> so Come since on. LJ's but, not here, I'll, I'll do the LJ line. So, so do you know the origin of the word brio? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Use it in a sentence. No, uh, that is that's the the hot thing on Twitter right now. It, it seems like Popeyes and, and Chick Fil A are like going at each other on Twitter, and Wendy's is always good on Twitter, so they're jumping into it. And it it's fun and games for everybody. But I will I, I will say 
this Popeye's chicken sandwich is it's not it's nothing to mess around with. It's worth trying. Hey, well, I gotta say, I want to try it because I get irritated at Chick Fil A. I got a cup. Can I have a couple of gripes about Chick Fil A real quick? Wait, whoa! How do you ever get irritated at Chick Fil A? It's like That's the best customer service be, around. Because oh, one, you cannot get in and out of there. It's so damn busy all the time. You know that that they've got double drive throughs that don't. I mean, they work semi fast, but not that fast. And secondly. <laughs> I don't know. Is this a double standard? I go by there all the time, and they're cleaning the parking lot and all this on a Sunday. Now, if you don't want to be open on a Sunday, if you want your employees to be off with their family, don't hire contractors to work on Sunday. I just think that's I think that's a little bit of a double standard. You know, I understand if they want to be closed it's on also, Sunday. It's also it's a good it's a good time to to clean the parking lot when there's no one there because yeah. they're closed. But though. they have a yeah, thing well, against working on they Sunday. Have a thing about working on Sundays, yeah. Those and are they're, contractors, probably. yeah, but they're they're getting other people to work on Sunday, so that just seems that that seems a double standard to me. So I wonder, I, was, I wonder though, they if do it's make like a good chicken where, sandwich, though. I'll say that. <laughs> I wonder, <laughs> I wonder if good. it's like where they hire, they you know, they have a contractor just like, hey, once a week we need you to come clean the uh, the parking lot, and so the contractor could come Friday at, at noon, midnight. That's what they ought to do. They could do midnights <laughs> or something when it's closed and and have a good way, or they're like. Instead of bringing someone to work in on midnight, we don't mind working on Sunday if we can do it at a decent hour. So they just choose to do it Sunday. Maybe it's not like Chick-fil-A saying, hey, you need to come on Sunday to clean it. I don't know. Yeah. I'm just so here's my, out there. Yeah. And here's here's my only gripe with Chick-fil-A because you're going to have to add this to the podcast. The views of Pops are those Pops alone are no, are no, no means <laughs> they the do not reflect the views of- <laughs> Because Chick-fil-A is like a cult. These people come after you. If you say anything bad about Chick Fil A, holy cow, they are. It's just it's a cult. So, a, a like, chicken sandwich people that like Chick Fil A or Chick Fil A yeah. themselves, Chick Fil A yeah. that well, like Chick Fil A, they'll come get you. And so I'm, but I'm partial to Popeyes on their yeah, brioche that, bun. I'll say this: that's why their their chicken <laughs> sandwich and their chicken nuggets are second to none. But their waffle fries, yeah, they're okay. Yeah. You know, they're just well, okay. and I think Tony, that's why you're seeing this 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 big. It, it's actually gotten some. It's been on Twitter for all day and and a little longer too because people, like you said, as soon as someone threw out, hey, I'm j-, like someone just said, hey, I'm just saying, Popeyes is in th- this sandwich is in consideration, and the Chick Fil A people were like, whoa, whoa, what are you talking? Oh my gosh, never, never. These sandwiches are the best ever, and they're good. They're I, good. I love a good Chick Fil A chicken sandwich, they're but good, I'm just yeah. saying. I went and it was on Sunday because Chick-fil-A was closed on Sunday, as you mentioned, yeah. Pops. So I was like, let's go check out this Popeye's chicken sandwich. And hey, I'm just saying it was tasty, that brioche huh? bun <laughs> with that little pickle on there. And there I, I, I got the spicy one. It's pre- pretty solid. Pretty tasty. It's a little pickle. Mm. It's a little pickle. So we got to hey, get into it. It seems like we always have to do the weekly update now. And, and we got a new update on Antonio Brown, Antonio Brown and his <laughs> helmet issue. And we actually I thought I'm glad that was solved, here. We, but it's not. Well. No. It's not quite. And we got Tony here, so maybe we can get some new thoughts on it. But it does seem, I don't know if you saw Sunday night, Mike Mayock was talking to supporters, the new GM over there that was formerly the TV analyst over at NFL Network. He was asked about Brown and this whole thing going on. And it seemed like he kind of threw an ultimatum out there. Like they've been kind of just tiptoeing around it a little bit and just saying, oh, we hope we're ready for him to get back, ready for him to get back, blah, blah, blah. And he kind of said, look, it's it's time for AB. I think he said it's, quote, Time for him to be all in or all out. Yeah. So it kind of sounded like they're he's kind of getting fed up with it. So I just want to throw one. I can lay out a quick timeline or just Tony. What are, what are your thoughts on A B and his whole well helmet fiasco and and blistered feet and everything that comes <laughs> along with Antonio well, Brown? I you know I like I two words high maintenance. 
Yep. High maintenance. They knew what they were getting when they got him. He's high maintenance. And and who I would have thought this could ever happen? <laughs> yeah, I mean, who'd have thought, who'd have thought it? Right. So a guy, oh, he he shows up to training camp in a helicopter. High maintenance. So the thing is, though, players going to play now. Antonio Brown can play football, yep. and I I feel That's pretty true. confident when the ball game's on, he's going to go play football. The thing is, he's just he's just nuts. I think that he really does need to get a new helmet because I think he's been bashed upside the head a couple of times. He's kind of lost his damn mind. And, yeah, that's you know, funny. It's kind of like that's been a little bit of a joke, but you almost wonder if maybe wondered, he has yes. had his head rattled, I, rattled a few too many times. I, to me, it's just another excuse for him. To, I, I mean, just – and Mayock's going to say, and I don't know if we'll talk about – Zeke Elliott a little bit later or not, but oh, I'm sure, I'm we'll get sure into it, we you know. will. But I, you have got to take with a grain of salt anything that a general manager or an owner says yeah. about a player that's not in camp. And and until until John Gruden says we're cutting him, I'm I he's going to be there week one, and I'm sure he. I, it wouldn't surprise me if he's in camp Wednesday, practices Thursday, off Friday, and plays Saturday, and then doesn't play till week. One. I mean, it wouldn't shock me one bit. Week one, he's back, and he's still. I mean, I'm not. We we've talked about this in in uh, earlier pods, and I'm I'm not sure if he's the number one receiver, but he's in the conversation. And if he's playing week one, I don't have much of a doubt that he's going to be really good again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's, um, he's he's past the point of being a one a, a wide receiver one in the National Football League. He's definitely he has the ability to be a top ten. But uh, he's I wanted to like to rock. look at a little bit of just to for anyone that wasn't quite sure what the newer developments are in the whole helmet saga. Helmet gate, whatever we're calling it these days. He uh he didn't wear he obviously had the problems with his helmet, and then last week he filed that grievance with the NFL. He lost, and then after the Raiders beat the Cardinals in the preseason game in week two without Antonio Brown, Gruden said, quote, I've got a feeling he'd play without a helmet if he could. That's just how much he loves the game. This is clearly a personal matter to him, and he feels strongly about it. We support him, but we under understand the league's stance on the issue. So basically Gruden's just not picking a side either way. He really doesn't want to talk about it. Was just ready for his receiver to be back, I think. And then, as we talked about last week, AB was looking for a new shut air advantage that was made after 2010 because the NFL had a policy where you can't wear helmets that were 10 years or older. And Brown found a couple of helmets. One was made for some movie that was shown like in 2014 or 15. And so he found a helmet that was new enough that he should be able to wear, but the NFL move the goalpost on them, and they change their policy again, basically going, look here, you're not wearing the damn helmet. I don't care what what year it's built. Oh, and no, so I now, didn't know they moved the goalpost. They did change the rule. Oh, yeah, they, they oh, changed okay. it, and they said that the NFL policy has changed now to where uh, they will require testing of any helmet that Brown finds. So he could find a shut air, air advantage that was built yesterday, but if it goes through the testing, which even shut says that it doesn't pass the testing. There's just better helmets out there. They, they even will tell you they make a better helmet. So that's why they don't make those anymore. So it, it seems like he's being dumb. And then so when the NFL changed that policy, the saying that it was going to require testing. So basically no shut air advantage is going to pass their testing because it's just it's a it's outdated helmet. And Brown responded on Twitter Saturday saying super, quote, super prejudice, unbelievable. And then that led to Mike Mayock's comments, which Brown was in practice today. I don't, the practice, I think, got canceled, but they had team meetings and walkthroughs and he was there for all of that. So he's back in camp. I think Tony's right. He'll, at the, the feet don't seem like there's much of an issue. They're probably healing. He'll probably play a little bit week three of the preseason, sit week four, and he'll be back. And my whole thing with this, and I thought, and I think I kind of said some of this last week, and I know me and Pops, we talked about this this past weekend, but I feel like this is more so not necessarily Brown needing or wanting this helmet for success because I know he says that. I think it's just Brown 
He just has to fight something. He just feels like I think he's I can't just let being a diva. win this, and I just want to be in the news, and I just yeah. want to. I want my helmet because I want it, and I think that's what Mike Mayock's kind of. Like, I, I think he's finally like, come on, the NFL's not budging. Just put on a helmet and let's play. And I and right. week one, Brown's gonna whine and moan and groan. And week one, he'll play, and hell, he'll probably produce. I bet he catches a long touchdown because he's a damn good receiver. So. Is that where, where are you at, Pops? You, are you just kind of over this whole helmet? I keep thing? waiting for John Gruden to go. You know, I'm going to only talk about the players that are in camp. I just want to talk about football. I keep waiting to hear that out of Gruden because I know I'm getting sick of, of talking about Antonio Brown. I mean, I really am. And and I, Kevin, you know, I've said it on here. I, I really like the guy since he was a rookie, but he is about to get on my last nerve. I'm tired of it. Play football. Show me your talent and shut up. It was funny, Tone. I don't know if you heard last week. LJ didn't want me to even say it because he knew where I was going. It almost, with this Antonio Brown drama leaking over into Oakland, it kind of makes you wonder if it wasn't really Big Ben that was the problem in, what? in Pittsburgh. Right, And it was Antonio Brown. LJ, LJ wouldn't let me wouldn't let me hear it. Wouldn't hear it. He wouldn't let me say it. But appreciate. It. So the other big news going on in the NFL clearly is some of the holdouts, and I just recently I we'll, we'll get into it. it's. Two big name running backs, one of which is Melvin Gordon. And he told ESPN today, or as of Monday night, he told ESPN that he is training rigorously in California and is staying ready to play. And he's, quote, just waiting on the call from the Chargers. The The reports that I've read that are the Chargers and Gordon are a, a few million dollars apart. At, it looks like to me about top running back money starts around $13 million a year. And the Chargers supposedly offered about $10 million a year. So there's somewhere I don't know if Gordon wants that 13 or if he just wants to meet somewhere in the middle, but that kind of sounds where the issue is right now. Gordon Gordon's fifth year, if he were to play this year, he is set to make 5.6 million. Uh, that what what do y'all what do y'all is, will Gordon hold out? Should he hold out? Should he get paid that 13 million? Well, I'll just start with you, pops. What do you think on that kind of Melvin Gordon versus the Chargers? I think if either one, him or uh, Elliot Ezekiel. Uh, Get ten million, eleven million. They need to sign. I really do. I think that's good money in today's market. I, I mean, I just think they need to sign. And I think that if Gordon doesn't sign, Austin Eckler, and they got another guy there, I think will uh, Justin Jackson. Justin Jackson. You would know that, Kevin. Um, no, you did. That who you picked? I can't remember who you picked in the draft. Uh, which we won't talk about our fantasy football drafts too much. But um, <laughs> I just think they'll be fine. I think they'll be fine without him. I like Melvin Gordon, but you need to if you get ten million, I think you sign on the line and let's go fo- play football. What do you think, Tom? Yeah, I'm with Lifford on that. I think the difference is is that Melvin Gordon is not a top five running back. He hadn't proven that yet. He's been hurt a couple of times. Uh, he is a great talent. He is in his – here's the difference in these two holdouts. Gordon is in his last year of his contract. Uh, you've seen Le'Veon yep. Bell Good do it point. last year, holding out to try to get that last year because that's his bargaining chip. He can hold out and be a free agent and go somewhere else. And Le'Veon Bell may have set that market. And we talked about this a couple months ago. We talked about the viability of the running back, how long do they last. I think that, that Elliott is in a different situation. He's got two years left in his contract. If he does not play this year, he still – has to play, he may still have to get two more years uh, in before he can actually get that uh, uh, get that um, that type Free of leverage. So, says, yeah. yeah. So, um, you can't sit out. I don't think you'd ever, anybody would ever sit out two years and come back and say, yeah, they're at the top of their game anymore. So, um, unless you're Adrian Peterson, who's an alien. So, anyway. Um, yeah, right. He's not yeah, a human, not being, human so. being. So, but So, for me, I think the Gordon thing is different than Elliot. 
I think Gordon is sitting on. I want this. I I, I suspect that they will because the Chargers window is small, and and honestly, the Cowboys window is a little bit bigger to be a Super Bowl contender. But I the, so. the Chargers window is very small, and they need Melvin Gordon to get there, and because they cannot go all season with Eckler and Justin Jackson and be the team they could be if they have all three of them uh, there in the game. Yeah, and I kind of – I think I agree with that. And uh, the more I was reading, it it does sound – I think Melvin Gordon is more likely to actually miss regular season games because, like you said, Tony, he, he has one year left on his deal. It's not two. And and he's going to want to get that one year. And At least if he's going to hold out, he'll come back, I think, and at least he can be a free agent next year. So he needs to come back at some point. But I do think he might be willing to hold out some. And the only thing I would – you know, offer some uh, as a, a food for thought for him. It's just like y'all said, if they come out weeks one, two, and three, and Justin Jackson and Eckler look good and they're three and oh, I mean, still, I think the Chargers know we'd like to have Melvin Gordon back for the run because he's going to be someone we need if we want to win the Super Bowl. But if those guys come back, it's going to be harder for him. To, it's that month. His it, anything on his side of the negotiation is just going to get tougher and tougher. The better the Chargers look, yeah. and if now if they look bad, you guys know it. If they look bad and lose a couple of games, a la Cowboys back in the Emmitt Smith yeah, holdout exactly. way back when, it, maybe it'll work out well for him. We just don't know. And I think uh, it was funny. I saw Philip Rivers last week. He was talking about it, and he basically was like, "Man, I want Melvin bad. I love Melvin Gordon. He's really good, but." We got some really good guys in here. I got faith in them, and we'll see what happens. But tr- trust me, this whole locker room yeah. wants Melvin Gordon in it. And I think it eventually gets worked out, and I think he's probably just going to have to come to terms that he he wants that. He wants similar to what Le'Veon Bell got, where that was about $13 million a year. And I, he, he's I just don't not, know if he's going to quite get that. He's not a Le'Veon Bell back. He's just – I will say, so the Chargers took him 15th overall in 2015, and in the past three seasons – Melvin Gordon has 28 rushing touchdowns, which is tied for the most in the NFL in the past three seasons with the next guy we're going to talk about, Ezekiel Elliott. <laughs> so with That's Elliott, cool. did you guys see the newer, the newer uh, kind of, I guess, new news on him, I guess a little bit is Jerry Jones was talking to some uh, reporters on, I think it was Saturday, I believe. And they, he was asked basically, is Tony, Pow- Tony Pollard, which is the Cowboys fourth round rookie out of Memphis, who's looked decent in the preseason, he was asked if Tony Pollard is the best negotiator for the Ezekiel Elliott stuff. And basically, I think they were asking, you know, like we were saying with Eckler, if Pollard comes in and plays good, does that kind of help you not have to pay Ezekiel? And Jerry Jones answered, Zeke who? And then joked around. like he, They just said, does that help you in the Zeke negotiations? And he said, Zeke who? And the reporters all laughed and had fun with it. And yeah. afterward, if you listen to the whole soundbite, Jerry Jones does make it clear like he was just making a joke and – he wants Ezekiel in the locker room, and there's clearly they need him and all this stuff. But since then, Zeke's agent told ESPN yesterday that he didn't think it was funny, and neither did Zeke, who found it, quote, very disrespectful. Is 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 Jerry Jones just being dumb with that comment, Tony, or, or what, what's he thinking with He's that? He's being dumb with that comment because, you know, it, you, can't, you can't fight a, a negotiation in social media. Just ask Kim Kardashian or Taylor Swift. You know, it just doesn't work. You know, uh, it just doesn't work. And for him to say that, I, that's just, it was just unprofessional. You know, you got to be the better man in this and say, hey, look, I don't want to talk about it. We're wanting Zeke back in here. We're going to, we're going to play with the guys that are on the field. And hey, Tony Pollard did a great job. And period. Well, and that's right. And that's what he did. That's the second yeah. part of it. And that, what he said in the second part, it was totally, it was well said. And he was like, both of these guys are going to be big for our success. Pollard's look great, and I think that's going to be huge for us. 
But obviously, we need Ezekiel Elliott in the locker room. And he even mentioned Pollard missed a block and it got their quarter got the quarterback killed. And he was like, "That's why there's there's a difference when you got Zeke in there, you can trust him." And Pollard's still learning. So he said the right things, but why why did he have to add that joke in there? And the reporters found it funny, but you know what? Zeke's not gonna find Zeke, it funny when they go yeah. to the and maybe he was willing to go a little cheaper and nice, but oh, like, no, yeah. if you, I think I gonna, think that cute little remark by Jerry Jones, who's maybe you know, I, I know Steven had to cringe when he heard that, but that little remark's gonna cost him a million bucks. I mean, or, or more. It's gonna well, cost him some money. Where it's and it may not cost him this year, because I think Elliott's gonna have to sign and he'll get a better contract. And it'll be a, probably a two or three. There'll be some kind of adder to his current contract. But next year or the year after when he plays out, that's when Zeke's going to be like, hey, Jerry who? I don't know who these people are. Yeah. I, they haven't made an offer. What do you mean? Why should we even consider them? And that's when it's going to cost. It's going to cost him a running back or about $10 million is what it's going to do. Yeah. Well, and other players hear that, too. I mean, it is Zeke's right. It is disrespectful. Why, why make the joke? Why If you're... If it's me, if if me, if we're sitting there having a drink and we're Jerry Jones with our buddies, sure you can make that comment just being silly. But there's no reason with reporters, and you know someone's recording you. It just is silly. And I think guys are friends with Ezekiel Elliott on that roster. And Dak Prescott's like, why are you why are you calling out my guy like that? Or why you know everyone yeah. probably hears that and thinks that's that's not yeah. smart. And I I want I did want to throw out there that and I was talking to uh, actually Cody McGee. Y'all know Cody and, and Jim, but. I was ta- he he brought up a good point this weekend that all in all Jerry Jones usually has a really good relationship with players. Every time he I've does. heard past players, former Cowboys talk about him, I know Darren Woodson talks really highly of him every time he talks about him. Romo did last weekend. Uh, I've heard Emmett Smith talk how all of them usually say he's really good not only as an owner but he also tries to help these guys out setting stuff up for life after football and the business side of things. So I think he's a good player's owner. It just I, like you said, Dad, Stephen Jones had to be cringing when he heard that clip of his dad saying that on to a reporter. It's just, it's uncalled for. It's not professional. Yeah, um, Agree. Other news and notes, around, or do you have something, yeah, Tony? I, the, the, I, the holdout nobody's talking about is uh, Trent Williams at the Washington Redskins. That one's interesting. Yes. Yeah. Here's a guy, Alex Smith, your quarterback, got his leg obliterated last year, and and that's, I mean, that's pretty much the way to describe it. I mean, you, his knees torn up. His ankles. Yeah, it was, it's, it, it, was tough. it was tough to see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Colt McCoy's leg got broke. And so, do you think you might want to pay your left tackle? You think that blind you know, side tackle that's also really, want, really good. You just drafted Dwayne Haskins in the first round. You think you want to pay your left tackle, but they ain't gonna do it, and he ain't budging. And they are really, it is really getting nasty. And so, that to me is one of the the silliest holdouts that they've got. I, I don't understand why you wouldn't pay that left tackle and move on. But Well, so something interesting on on that holdout is it sounds like Trent Williams has more of an issue. The money is one thing, but it sounds like he doesn't trust their training yeah. staff. Kind of similar to, I mean, for basketball fans, kind of similar to the Kawhi Leonard and Spurs thing where, and I think maybe it's, it's warranted because you saw, like you said, you saw Alex Smith's knee get obliterated and then Colt McCoy – they didn't. He should have got surgery right after when he broke his leg, but they wanted to. They wanted to not, and they were they rushed him back so he could try to play in case they had to make made a playoff run. When the the Redskins weren't winning the damn Super Bowl, and they definitely weren't winning the Super Bowl with Colt McCoy. But instead of rushing or instead of making sure he rehabbed his knee all the way or leg all the way, they tried to rush it back, and now he has a setback, and now he's not ready for Week yep. One of this yep. year because of that setback. And so I think 
you see this and you're like, oh, so you're not looking for the best interest of your players. You're just looking at the best interest of the the Washington R words and <laughs> the R words. <laughs> yeah, the team, yeah. the team formerly known as yeah, that we don't word. say that word. Uh, no, I'm kidding. Uh, but if you're Trent Williams, I think you're like, yeah, I also want to get paid. And it sounds like he just wants to get the hell out of there. And the Redskins have said they are not yeah. trading him. They said they will not be trading him, and they. Doesn't sound like they're paying him either. So I, I'm interested to see where that goes because Trent Williams has made it yeah. known. And maybe he's bluffing. I don't know. But he said he will not play another yeah. game in that Yeah, uniform. that's a good point, Kevin. That, those so. are good good points there that, that if you feel like you're, you know, in jeopardy there, that, I, that makes sense. But well, and but if you're if you're if you're the R words, and like you said, you just drafted Dwayne Haskins, I would maybe want to get him uh, some blindside yeah. blocking. I might would sign Trent yeah. Williams. That yeah. seems like it, it would be a good point. I think in. he brought up yeah, well. Trent Williams is a big holdout. You're right that people aren't talking about because he's not a skill position. But interestingly enough, I think left tackle is getting to be a skilled position. Um, so, it's, speaking of quarterback, we, we talked about quarterbacks being hurt. There's another quarterback that is hurt, and it's just another year and another injury where apparently Andrew Luck. They don't know how to judge his injury. Why does this? This was frustrating me because if you have a franchise quarterback like Andrew Luck is, and I think when healthy. One of, I mean, I'm not saying he's the, the best quarterback in the NFL, but he's one of the top quarterbacks, and I think legit can win a Super yep. Bowl for you. And it seems like they don't know how to deal with his injuries. Have you? What What are your thoughts on that, Tom? Yeah, I, I think for Andrew, it, he's he's just kind of. I think he's getting a, a string of bad luck. But apparently, what's happened is kind of like what we talked about with the R words. It may have been they didn't treat his injury the way they should have. A year ago or a couple years ago with the strength calf. That, but didn't they do this a year? Yeah. Th- didn't the same thing happen with his shoulder? And didn't well, the same thing happen? What I this mean, calf injury is supposed to be, and they're afraid to say it, it's this mylar something. It's where bone spurs or bone growths get into the muscle. And so it's very painful. And and so it, it's like calcium deposits get into your muscle where you've had an injury or, or a tear. So instead of the – Well, I didn't realize we had yeah, a doctor tell yeah, me well, getting I, on here that, just – Keep hey man, I just knowledge. got back from Austin, Texas, the uh, home office of Prestige Worldwide. And if you guys need any kind of fantasy <laughs> football advice, I suggest I can get you the number for Prestige Worldwide, and they can, they can set you straight. <laughs> but they, the they 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 did a, a clip from the uh, Colts owner Jim Ursay, and he almost said the word. He said, "Yeah, it's a mo." He said mo- some M word, didn't he? So, he started so it to started everybody. Oh shit! It's my alarm. What? What? And so all these guys started saying, "Yeah, if it were, I think what he's talking about is this." And so if he's got that, if they he's got a fifty fifty shot, they can let it heal, and he might be good for week one. They could go in and do surgery and remove him. There's a another fifty fifty chance they could come back through the scar tissue. Um, it's just a tough tough deal. So they're hoping that it dissolves and he can move move on with it. And he did practice, I think, last week or Monday, I think. Well, he did some he did some yeah. practicing, and they're hoping to get a better evaluation of him soon. Yeah. Uh, it just it's interesting to me, and I, I'm with I kind of heard some of that same stuff. And I was reading something that was like, yeah, he could be back week one, or he could be back week eight. I was like, geez, that's a big biggie. That's a big yeah, difference. Yeah. yeah, if they can't. And I was just looking at the timeline. If you got a franchise quarterback and you've already had issues before where you maybe didn't deal with an injury the way you should have, and they and now it looks like the Colts have finally started doing the right thing when they got Frank Wright and they got their new GM. Um, I can't remember his name at the time at the moment, but they seem like they did better draft and they finally got him an offensive line and realized, hey, we should probably protect this twenty-four year old stud at QB and stop just getting him blasted. And then you look at this timeline and apparently, let's see. 
The Colts shut him down or uh, April 15th. Luck says he's ready to get to work. On May 21st, he's absent for the first day of OTAs. On May 29th, still absent, but the calf injury is, quote, not serious. And I think at that time it was a foot injury is what they thought. June 4th, Frank Reich says he's not concerned. July 30th, Luck comes back to practice but suffers a minor setback and is going to miss week one. And then, like you said, Tony, then we get August 13th, Jim Ursay says he's dealing with a possible bone injury. And then maybe, maybe this (laughs) M word. And now they're like, wait a minute, is this going to be surgery now? And it just is wild to me that you – you can't figure yeah. you just I think on April 15th, you figure, you this, figure out, this out. Right? Maybe yeah. maybe this is a yeah. tough injury and I don't know, but it sounds like he should have never came yeah. back to practice That's and this should have waited till this is 100 yeah. percent healed. And they got a decent back. I think Jacoby Brissett is a decent backup. So I think what you do is you go, hey, we, we want Andrew Luck healthy. And whatever, if that means sitting them completely out of all OTAs, all practice, all preseason, yeah, that's what we do. Then you do it. You don't even if he back, has to miss another don't. year. You've just said. I mean, he's twenty four. I think you said because you need him for the next yes. ten years. You don't want him for the next two yeah. weeks. I, it's terrible that they get to this point so, in the season and this is coming up. I think what what you're alluding to. Why on April the fifteenth? Let's figure this out. Let's do what we got to do. But anyway, it's it. It's very crazy to me, and and it's it's kind of frustrating for for me as a fantasy owner because I was really wanting some Andrew Luck, and now I'm like, well, I'm kind of scared. I've been kind of scared to get in on that. So, Josh Gordon, he's fully reinstated now by the NFL. From and I, Tony, I think maybe I don't know if you've read up on it at all, but yeah. doesn't that mean like he's good to go now? I mean, he's practicing. He's good to go week one. As far as the NFL is concerned, he's good to go. He's still got several different uh, things he has to continue to do to stay active uh but he, the nfl is concerned he is good to go now the patriots have put him on the nfi which is the non-football injury list so that he's not actually on their active roster yet that's pretty much a formality so they can figure out who they're going to cut <laughs> until so they can put him on the roster uh but yeah so he's he's good to go doesn't mean he's out of the woods doesn't mean things are just hunky-dory he's still got a lot of things to continue to do for the nfl to stay uh right you know to stay uh active but uh, yeah he's he's back i know i was listening to some uh, it was a, a young player who's been practicing with him because josh gordon's been practicing in florida i can't remember it's a rookie receiver but anyway they had a quote and they were just asked how does gordon look and he was like oh my the fastest dude i've ever seen i mean just look and that's always been the report with josh gordon no one has ever questioned his athletic ability mm-hmm. and and his and his work ethic as far as training it's just he has the off the field issues he has the problem as Stephen a smith would say he has a problem with the weed. <laughs> Can't stop the yeah. weed. But, <laughs> but I mean, what I wanted to get your guys' thoughts on if Gordon is back and if he's there week one and for the regular season for the Patriots, what does that mean for Tom Brady and that offense? I mean, that, that seems like a huge addition, especially – with no Gronk this year, what do you oh, think? I think Ed? it's. I mean, that is makes all the difference in the world. It's game a game changer. changer because, yeah, you don't have Gronk, but you've got you know Edelman back. They got this rookie uh, Myers that's Nikhil Harry and, and who, well and and oh and well yeah well they have Nikhil Harry who's the first round pick and then Myers supposedly Myers has been, showing, has been out. showing out and then the guy you is it Nikhil I, I can't is his name Nikhil Harry yeah. yeah yeah so I think they've got some uh, you know they got James White they got Sony Michelle I mean, they got a lot of people that can pass that can catch some passes. And Gordon will be the best by far, uh, you know. It- well, and it's what Gordon does even when he's not catching. I think you saw it last year. Even games where he only had like three catches for thirty yards. You got to be just, aware of him. Mm-hmm. He scares you. He scares you every time. You can't. And so, and especially when they were running the ball really good, and you can't load the box up on him if Gordon's out there because you probably want to have someone over the top of him. 
And that probably means one-on-one coverage with Julian Edelman on the inside, which he's shown that he'll tear that up. And then if one of these rookies breaks out, there you go. What do you, what do you think, Tony? Is this What does this mean to you for the Patriots? It's, uh, it's a little damaging from a fantasy standpoint for Nikhil Harry. Nikhil's having a trouble. Um, there's a it guy, does seem like yeah, it. Here's As a, someone who I really liked before the preseason yeah. started, and I – it hasn't sound the news hasn't been great. Yeah, on it. it probably and I've been listening to a uh, another uh, source of source of news, and uh, you know it's it's been interesting how they've talked about how running backs are uh, taking over for targets for wide receivers, and so I think this this news probably hurts James White uh, and to some degree Sony Michelle than it does anyone else on the team because you know James White was going to get our. Sh- was probably scheduled to get 70, 80 touches or 70, 80 receptions on probably 90 to 100 um, targets. Now, there was some talk that Sony Michelle was going to cut into that this year because he's been catching passes in, um, in camp. But uh, so I think that's maybe who it hurts the most. I'm a little skeptical on Josh Gordon. I think Josh Gordon is probably going to take over that, um, not even a Larry Fitzgerald kind of role, maybe a, uh, uh, gosh, an, an old, um, I'm going to forget the old Jets wide receiver that was tall guy. He'd catch 50, 60 balls, maybe get five or six. Ten. But when you needed a first down, there he was. And Plexico Burris? Or no, no. It was back uh, in the day. thinking like Harold Carmichael with the Eagles. Is that who you're thinking of? No. He was a no, Jets guy. He, uh, Jets guy, and he was – How far I, back? Like, was Joe Willie throw? Who was throwing to him, Tony? 20, no, 25 <laughs> years ago. It would have been 20 oh, years so ago. Yeah, I probably won't know. Yeah, anyway – I, it'll come to me in a minute. But anyway, I think he's a 50-60 catch guy, seven, 800 yards. I, he does mean a big deal to um, to, to uh, Brady as a as a um, safety valve, probably makes him more comfortable. I don't know how much it helps the Patriots offense. I'm a little skeptical for the Patriots this year. But See, it, I think it really I'm kind of agreeing with guys. you. I think, it's, I, I think it makes more of an impact. I, I do think it helps their offense, but I – don't know what it means for him fantasy wise. He'll probably still go early because it's Josh Gordon and, and Tom Brady and the Patriots. But I agree. I think there's going to be a lot of games where Josh Gordon goes four catches for 55 yards and no touchdown. Yeah. Now he will have those games where he catches an 80 yarder and he might have those games where he catches two 50 plus yarders. It just, I think what he means as far as the defense yeah. having to stay back is more important than that, which doesn't help you in fantasy. It doesn't yeah. help you that he's drawing double yeah. coverage. You, you want him to catch touchdowns. Yeah. So I will say this. I will say this. And you never can discount what Bill Belichick is thinking. They let Rob Gronkowski go and did not chase a tight end. Didn't chase one at all. At all. Uh, yeah. when, whenever you think Ben Watson's going to be your number one tight end. Yeah, I was about to say, that's suspended. who they went and brought in was Ben Watson. you got something going on. So I, t- to me, I, it wouldn't surprise me if Gordon only plays uh, on those – 30 yards and in sets, 40 yards, third down sets, when he's got four wide, he plays the inside up receiver like Gronk used to do and like Hernandez used to do. And he treats him kind of like Gronk, and he has 40 catches and 12 touchdowns. It's certainly possible that's what he does. Uh, but we'll, again, it'd be certainly would have been nice to see if they do something preseason. We'll know after the first couple of weeks and have Josh Gordon on your uh, waiver wire dial or your your 17th round pick. Well, he's probably, he's probably going to, yeah, he's one of those. I think if you're going to need to take a draft pick on him, if you want him in fantasy, yeah. just because there's a possibility that he could be big. Yeah. And yeah, if he, uh, yeah. Oh, and I did, you asked, you said that no one never knows what Bill Belichick and them have up their sleeve. I did hear, uh, he had a press conference earlier on Monday and they asked him about Josh Gordon. And I, he basically just went said, uh, 
well, it's uh, good to have Josh back. <laughs> <laughs> hope, I hope we get him in the office. And that was I, it. And they're like, does he look good? He's like, uh, it's good to have him back. That was it. That was it. It's like, come on, Phil. They never oh, get you anything. Yeah. So there's no telling. Well, hey, do you know who's calling the defensive plays for New England this year? Well, no, they lost their co- coordinator to Miami. So who, who's replaced them? Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick oh. is calling defensive plays for the first time in like eight, ten years. It's been a while, yeah. yeah. And because they had Patrick, yeah, it's been a long yeah. while. And so, uh, because old Greg Shiano quit on him, you know, in March or April, yep. and yep. they just said, "Screw it, <laughs> I don't need, I don't need no stinking defense." You want the job done? Just do it your damn self. So I wonder. So the the reason I say that, and then we'll get off New England because we shouldn't ever talk about New England this long. That offensively, they may not be as good as they've been in the past with him having to concentrate on the defensive side of the football. And uh, I know – Well, you, but you still got offensive coordinator on the field there, Tom yeah, Brady and Josh McDaniels. Josh McDaniels. I think there's still some minds. I think – anyway, I think Josh McDaniels is looking over at Bill Belichick and Bill Belichick's telling him what to do, but that's just my opinion. But anyway, so, so we'll see. I wanted to get into a little bit with this with you guys uh, – Speaking of the Patriots, the Patriots and Chiefs are the co-favorites right now in Vegas to win the Super Bowl at seven to one odds. Do you Go guys Chiefs. know? Could you can you guess? I was reading today. David Purdom of ESPN wrote this uh, thing about the two teams currently getting the most bets to win it all in Vegas, and that it's kind of got more to do with their what their odds are and people thinking they can maybe do it. Could you, Dad? Can you guess the two teams currently getting the most bets to win it all? Uh, New England and Kansas City. You're going to go, with, go those with those two? two. What do you think, Tom? Uh, Rams and Chiefs. It is the Bears and the Browns. Those are the two oh, teams the getting the most action in Vegas yeah, because they're nine to one and ten to one odds. Yeah. Bears are nine to one. Browns are ten to one. And I guess good. people. What one? It's not surprising to me that people are buying. Which I I might be too. And I think I, I think I know where Pops lands on this. But a lot of people are drinking the Baker Kool Aid, no Baker Mayfield, the Odell Beckham. Uh, you know that. Nick Chubb, Freddie Kitchens, and I get it. There's a lot of talent on that Cleveland roster. And then I, I was a little shocked to see the Bears so high after losing Vic Vangio, that defensive coordinator. And I I don't know. I mean, Trubisky's okay, but I don't know if I'm thinking he can win a Super Bowl. It, it, that's interesting to me to see them. But the reason I bring them up is I was going to ask, and I guess I'll, I'll start with you, Dad, because I know you may go Browns here, but just a team this year that you're kind of – Kind of like during the season, we'll do bye sure. bye buys and all that. A team that you're kind of, you're kind of the, the Kool Aid's tasting good to you right now, week three of the preseason. Uh, you know, I'm really struggling for a team uh, for that. I mean, New England's always one of them. For some reason, I do think, and I've seen them as one of the bottom eight teams. I do like uh, Deshaun Watson. I like DeAndre Hopkins. Mm-hmm. I like. J.J. Watt, you know, I think he's got another year left in him. I don't know what this clowny thing's going to be. I think they have a little bit of offensive line trouble. Um, yeah, clown is kind of like what Tony was talking about with uh, the left tackle over at Trent Williams. It's one of those holdouts that's kind of not getting as yeah, much but, talk. Yeah, but I think Clowney over – I think Clowney – overrates himself. I, I think he I think he's an unbelievable specimen, but he needs yeah. JJ Watt over there to take a little heat from him. And I I think I think he's being a little bit over the top. I think he's thinks he's worth more than he is. But I really do like Deshaun Watson. I think and I hate for my fantasy football buddies to hear me say that. I don't think I'm targeting <laughs> I'm not targeting him for any reason, but but I just I I do I do like him. I do like uh, I think he can run an offense. Uh, and I still think they have a pretty good defense. So I think the Texans might make some noise. I, think, I, I really do. I find that interesting. I like the Texans too. The only thing that scares me, then I'll ask what you think, Tony, about that. But 
Can they protect? I, well, that's Deshaun the offensive Watson. line. There's some offensive I line issues. They, and can Deshaun Watson protect himself? Because he always looks so hard for me to make that big play that sometimes he won't just take the three yard check down and he'll try to scramble around and make that long throw and then leave himself susceptible to getting nailed as he throws it. Uh, what do you think about that 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 pick, Tony? I like it to some degree. Uh, I I had this uh, discussion with Prestige Worldwide uh, Saturday night at the Tavern uh, on West Sixth Street in Austin, Texas. I think can't it's to me. There's I predicted that New England will not win their division, um, and wow, I predict that. Uh, uh, I think it's. Can I take us to? I, I, we don't have to dive all the way into it, but who do you have winning the AFC East? Uh, the Jets. Jets. I could see that. I could see that. Whoa, absolutely. Um, and uh, huh. but Mike Gr- Greeny, oh, oh, Greeny's yeah. happy over there. Mike Greenberg. Yeah, I don't think they're going <laughs> to win their playoff game, but I think they win their division. And uh, okay. but uh, but so to me, I like the Texans. I think they've got a lot of things going for them. Uh, you know, Bill O'Brien is not my favorite head coach, but uh, offensively they're doing well. Clowney, that they've proven that they can play defense without Clowney over the last couple of years. He's been hurt from time to time. So although it'd be great to have him, I don't know that they will necessarily need him to be a playoff contending team. And Deshaun Watson is third year now. I think it's third year. I think. Third year. Third year. So he's had a couple years underneath him. And, of course, one of those years was kind of cut short with the injury. But DeAndre Hopkins, all he does is catch passes, man. And He's just – he might be the best receiver in football. They added, um, they added Duke. Uh, Johnson. Duke Johnson. Yeah. So, yeah, Duke Johnson. I think that's so interesting. I Thought Duke Johnson was an underrated yeah, running back at yeah, Cleveland and for Lamar the past Miller, three or four years. I, for all the people that talk bad about him, all he's he's just started for seven years in a row, and yeah. he's a solid. He's one of those you don't really necessarily yeah. feel happy about getting him on your fantasy team, but he solid. ends up being like a top ten running back yeah. or something. You know, yeah, he's solid. So uh, I I like the Texans. I, they're they're one of my. They're not my Kool Aid pick, but I, I like the Texans. They're they're not bad. Yeah, they're interesting, and I, I'm kind of like you said about Bill O'Brien. It's someone I'm not usually – the only time I'm really talking about Bill O'Brien is when I'm upset at some dumb thing he probably did, but I usually am not clamoring over a smart decision. But I think Clowney probably comes back. I think, like y'all said, that Clowney needs to show – because he wants to get that big deal, and he's got another year left on his contract, and he needs to show I'm still that guy. And it may not be with the Texans. It might be he might walk and go sign somewhere else, but I, th- I think he needs to have another year to prove that he is that kind that kind of player. So he'll come back, I think, at some point, maybe week one. Maybe he's just holding out for now. I, Like I said, I'm not sure about Deshaun Watson staying healthy, but I do think if he is healthy, there's he's got – I don't know if Dabo Sweeney was right when he said he's got Michael Jordan in him, but he does have some kind of it to him where I, I just yeah. like him. I think he's a winner, yeah. and I think the players know that in the locker room, and he's a leader. Yeah. So I do like that pick. But, Tony, who do you got? Who, whose team you're kind of buying into? The Minnesota Vikings. I was thinking about so, them. I was thinking about the Vikings. Yeah, and this is this is one of those it, grinder kind of teams, and I'm a grinder kind of guy. And uh, wait a minute, that came out wrong. Um, yeah. No, keep that in, LJ. Keep that in. <laughs> wait a minute, I didn't mean it like that. Hold on. Uh, I, I allow me to retort. Um, they uh, so not a whole lot of changes. They did. They dumped their uh, OC last year during the season. Uh, Was that D. Filippo? They are. A, yeah, yeah, and he's now at uh, uh, Jacksonville. Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah. I think the Jaguars. Jacksonville. Uh, but you know, uh, they are gonna they are a run first, pass second team. <laughs> However, offensively, 
they have the weapons you want to have at all those, the veteran weapons you want to have at all those mm-hmm. positions. You got Kirk Cousins, who's not going to make a lot of mistakes. He's not going to, he's not flashy, but he's he's solid. Stefan Diggs, Adam Thielen, great one-two wideouts. I love those two receivers. They you might be Rudolph, as good as you can get to the Kyle outs. Rudolph, solid. And Dalvin Cook is healthy. Is he? And they, they let... They let, yeah, he is for, for, for now. now. But they let Latavius Murray go, and they picked up Alexander Matson in the in the draft. And what they did was they traded a guy that was a little bit faster and a little bit stronger than Latavius Murray. And I think we'll see if if you know not to let anybody that's going to Little River Club go know about this weekend. But if you draft Alvin Cook, you better draft Alexander Madison because that kid is. If Cook goes down, he's going to light it up. And I think. But and they're they're on offense are great. and in defense, defense are solid. They're really solid. Yeah. They're really solid. They have been really close to being uh, in the uh, in the Super Bowl for t- two years now, and uh, missed extra point against Seattle. And uh, I know they beat the Saints on the uh, you know on the Prince Ghost thing when Prince came in to scare yeah. that guy. So Stephon Diggs could score, but um, <laughs> still. I, I think they're a team. I, I think they're right under that radar. I really like it. Nobody's really talking about them. Everybody wants to talk about Chicago in that division, and I think that uh, I think that they they could come through and have a, have a big year. Well, I mean, and you're right. There's there's not a lot of there's not a lot of sexy about the Vikings. <laughs> Kirk Cousins just he he's not great, mm-hmm. but he's not bad at all. No. I mean, he, I think he can win you Super Bowl. He needs the right things around him, and he's got a lot of he's got a lot around him. And you mentioned that that the wide receivers he's got, and then they drafted that. The tight end out of uh, Alabama, right? That Irv Smith. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's a real athletic yep. receiving tight end. And Rudolph's always been yep. a good touchdown catcher. Yep. So I think he's got people to throw to. Dalvin Cook has shown, I think, if he stays healthy, he's a he's a very good running back. And I think they got a decent backup behind him if if he does deal with some injuries. And Zimmer's always been a good defensive coach, and they pretty much brought I back like that Zimmer. same Solid defense. Solid offense, defense. I, it wouldn't shock yeah. me. It wouldn't shock me at all if they win that division and even win. 10, 11, 12 games, maybe. Yeah. I mean, I, it wouldn't shock me if they get rolling. Yeah. I just think there's a lot on that yeah. roster that, that, that yeah, I don't, I don't think they'll have to win that I, many to win that division. I don't see Chicago being more than nine and seven, 10 and six. So I'm interested. I don't know if I'm not buying the hype on them, but since we're in that division, uh, I'm interested to see how the Packers look. Aaron Rodgers, if he can be healthy, if he's, I mean, he played, I think he played all last year on that pretty much on one leg. And I'm interested to see how him and LaFleur play because it, it seems like last year there was a lot more drama with between him and McCarthy than I realized, and that maybe a lot of people realized. And it sounds like McCarthy was calling one play and Rodgers was running different stuff every single time. And I think Rodgers kind of like what we mentioned, not not to the extent as Antonio Brown, don't get me wrong, but there's some high-maintenance stuff with Rodgers too. And I'm interested to see how him and LaFleur kind of work and if, that, if he kind of lets LaFleur – because I think he's a smart offensive mind, so if Rodgers can go – Oh, I'll I'll run your offense because yeah. he's one of the, he's got if not the best arm one of the best arms in the NFL and I'm, I'm just to see where they go the team though that I'm buying all the hype in and I'm I'm all over this year and I, I maybe I'm wrong and I probably will be but the Carolina Panthers I think the Carolina Panthers could have a big year that was on I my do. list yeah. they make me nervous though they make yeah. me nervous because I think that I think that might be the best division or the toughest division in football. I think that one's going to be an, a, a fight. I don't think that the Buccaneers are going to win 10 games and go to the playoffs, but I think Bruce Arians is going to win some games. He probably shouldn't. And I think they're going to be tough. And then the saints, we talked about the saints. They're great. I could easily see them having a chance at Super Bowl. 
And the Falcons still got Matt Ryan, still got a lot. Julio Jones, Devontae Freeman, they could be tough. They got a lot of guys coming back on defense that got hurt last year. But I just thought, and it was funny, I was just thinking back to last year. I think it was us three and LJ talking, and this is when we first realized our bye-bye-bye curse every week because the Panthers were like 6-2, and two, and all of us were just all over the Panthers <laughs> now how great they were. And then the Steelers crushed them on Thursday Night Football, like 38-7. to seven. And I think the Panthers tanked after that lost five in a row or something. But that was also when TJ Watt crushed Cameron Newton and his, I think his shoulder got screwed up. And I, I was actually, I was telling dad this, I was watching some of that all or nothing on uh, Amazon prime. It's kind of like hard knocks, but it follows him for the whole year. And it was with the Panthers and it sounds like from watching that and seeing some of the treatment, Cam Newton's shoulder was effed early and he was playing through it. I don't think he couldn't make any throws downfield. And I just think, if he's healthy, McCaffrey's a stud. Samuel and and like art that artist uh, uh, Samuel and mm-hmm. DJ Moore, I think they're really good if athletes Olsen's on got the outside. Some more tread on the tires, Olsen, you know, you know, one more run. They got a good defense. Yeah, I it just wouldn't shock me if Panther if Cam is healthy, maybe he can return back to MVP Cam. And that's another year in North Turner's offense. So I think say what you will about North Turner, he's a smart offensive oh, yeah. mind, one of the I smartest mean, to me. The Carolina Panthers are the biggest boom or bust team in the NFL this year. That's my problem. I could yeah, see them bust big time, though. Cleveland, I could see it. notwithstanding because of the hype they've got, I think Carolina – now, the thing about Newton, he had the surgery, but he has completely changed his throwing motion. So we don't know until yeah. we see it how that really affects him in live gameplay. And the Carolina now, you, you don't uh, – uh, Christian McCaffrey is probably the best fantasy player out there, period, bar none. If I had to draft first in every league and every draft I had, he's my number one pick every single time. But mm-hmm. I, I think that you're looking at Curtis Samuel and DJ Moore are one of the will be one of the top young tandems uh, on the in the wide receiver sets for for years to come. Uh, both those guys really young. I think Greg Olson is done. Um, you got to hope that I think he's close. You know, he, he got can, hurt a lot yeah, I think last Thomas year. Can come alive if he can. But the only thing they don't have is is that when they're ahead by seven or four or three in the fourth quarter. They don't can't they can't really bang it run out and, and run, drive the ball for five six minutes and I think it's going to cost them in two or three games and you can see that's happened to Rivera several times they get ahead and then they can't hold it and uh, so I'm if Newton can can be that guy and can be the the short yardage guy that they need that's that's what he's supposed to do great but with that shoulder the way it is they may not allow him to do it and I'm I, that's just my concern I hope they do because they're a fun team to watch I really like them but. They're a big boomer bust, I think. Yeah, I, that, they do scare me because I, I think they're they're at that point on their roster where a lot of guys like Greg Olson and I think Thomas Davis on defense and there's some others. They got guys I think they could be good, but it's they're getting close to the age where it doesn't – in football, it seems like it's quick. Once you lose it, you lose uh, yeah. it. And yeah. Olsen looked like he might have yeah. lost it last week. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll see about that when our big boy or Jason Witten goes out there and gets his bell rung the first time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, true. We'll see. True. <laughs> Jason Witten with a full head of hair we'll now, see. too, baby. Uh, oh, man. So that that kind of wraps up our – did y'all have any other teams y'all wanted to just mention or talk just about real before quick, we move I do think the football? New Orleans Saints uh, could be – I do think they could be good. I, I like – Drew. they got yeah. Drew Brees. I think they got a better defense than you think. They signed Michael so, Thomas. Uh, they've got a they got a, a, a tight end. I can't remember his name right now that I kind of like um, Kamara. I mean, who, how can you not like him? 
Oh, they Jared got Cook. they got Jared yeah, Cook, didn't they? So uh, I do think I think New Orleans could, uh, and they're in that same division that we're talking about, right? With Carolina, aren't they? Yeah. yeah so Saints, Saints, Saints uh, yeah. Falcons, Falcons. Panthers. It's going to be a tough, tough division. Yeah. And the AFC South is always a tough decision. I think that's one of those where like a different team wins it every yeah, single I, year. Like it, I don't think they've had back to back winners. The, for like the only years. thing I'd like to say on it, Kevin, you know, it's going to be a tough year in the NFL to find a to, to find that that team that's going to dominate. I don't I don't see that dominating team out there other than perhaps the Chiefs uh, until they kind of somebody, somebody kind of smacks them in the mouth a little bit and, and treats them rough, uh, calls them daddy. But anyway. Um, <laughs> they, uh, but they really look like they're set up to do do well, especially offensively. But other than that, I think there's a lot. Of another stuff team out. that interests me, I thought about. Yeah, another team that interests me that I thought about was the the Philadelphia yeah. Eagles. I, I think they just got a really deep roster. It's, I'm interested to see what wins can do. Better team than it was two paid. years ago with the Super Bowl. You know? Yeah, I mean that's <laughs> I, I'm interested. I, I think like as a Cowboy fan, I'm really nervous that the Eagles. I wouldn't shock me that much. I. I mean, maybe they regress, and Carson Wentz has kind of been one of those that's shown he's had some injury issues. But if if they're healthy and they can get back, like you said, they won a Super Bowl, and I think this yeah. team is better yeah. than that team. So it wouldn't shock me if yeah. all of a sudden the Eagles are no really, really good. Uh, you mentioned the Saints, so I wanted to throw this out to you guys. Is there any old quarterback or older quarterback in the NFL, since you mentioned you know Drew Brees, we talked a little Tom Brady, maybe Phillip Rivers, Ben Roethlisberger. Is there any older quarterback that you think – we see the end this year, like we we because we we saw with Peyton Manning. I guess my question is, we saw with Peyton Manning where all of a sudden it was over fast. All of a sudden he couldn't make the throws. He had the brain, but he couldn't make the throws. Do you, we see that happening to a Tom Brady? A Drew, I, I'm nervous about Drew Brees. I guess is where the question's coming. Is there any older quarterback that you think maybe this is it? Uh, I I will say I'm worried about Philip Rivers because that left tackle he's got a problem at left tackle. Speaking yeah. of. Earlier yeah. this, uh, yeah, they left tackle towards ACL, I think, didn't he? So, well, I thought he did. Now, this is that Russell O'Kane okay. or something, but I thought he had like a pulmonary yeah. embolism, and I thought he was supposed to be okay. Um, but it's it's yeah. real iffy yeah. right now. And if he doesn't come back, I mean, uh, Rivers is maybe the least mobile quarterback, or, or he's in the running for least mobile quarterback. And I like Rivers. I, I think I'm on record saying that, but I I'm worried about him, and I'm worried about San Diego for. For that reason, that skill position left tackle. Yeah, I can well, see and they that. lost that safety. They, yeah. they lost that safety. Uh, oh, that Derwin, uh, Derwin James, who I really like. Derwin James. Did yeah, you hear the yeah, injury? Yeah. So they had more details on that injury. Uh, uh, they said it was it, a yeah. foot, a stress fracture in his foot. But then uh, Adam Schefter said today the reason they've taken so long to decide whether they were going to do surgery and they really have no idea on the timetable is because apparently he had a screw put in his foot back at Florida State, and the screw is bent <laughs> in his foot. The screw mm. is bent in the yeah. bone of his foot. So I, he's going to see a foot specialist, a doctor. It's not James Andrews, but I saw some some foot specialist that was like known for doing work on athletes. But that that sounds nasty. Ooh, that's like that you mentioned. Just that, talking about he's it. a real. Mm. He's maybe their best defensive player, uh, other than maybe Joe Bo- Joey Bosa. But he can't ever play as Tony, <laughs> as Tony knows. Joey Bosa yeah. can't stay on the field more than two quarters. His so dang brother's been hurt all. I think he's hurt again. Camp. Yeah, Nick Bosa's. Uh, both the Bosa brothers. Them on the Bosa no, brothers. I, I like no. the Bosa brothers. I think they're good, but something's in those jeans. They they, those, neither yeah. one of those boys they're can stay healthy. Phenomenal. Yeah, I agree. Uh, WWF guys. <laughs> is there is there an older quarterback, Tony, that yeah, you're nervous I, about this year? You know, I, 
I'm really nervous about Brady. I'm just afraid this. Is I was weird. wondering if someone was going to call for the end really of Brady. Afraid. And I, to Lifford's point, I, I'm not as worried about Rivers because Rivers is a big dude, and and he's tough yep. and he's taken some hits, but they've never been really above the, the to the shoulders and head. He's got a quick release. He kind of like Dan Marino. Dan Marino was not a very mobile quarterback, but you didn't get him banged up that much. Now, he, he was wearing wearing uh, you know body armor at the end of his career, head to toe, but. <laughs> He still he could get rid of the football so quickly. So I'm really worried about Brady. I think as you watched last year, his deep ball is not what it has been in the past. Josh Gordon. It did look like yeah, there were some times. I'm, I'm, a, I'm really concerned about Brady, uh, but he has proved us wrong. But I, these guys that say they can play all till they're 45, it's always worries me they play till they're the next season. The other guy, though, that I think yeah. everybody's going to say this and say, oh, man, that's is Eli Manning. I think. We have seen – we're going to get to see Eli for a couple of games and then we're going to get to say goodbye to Eli. Yeah, I think, I think the Eli Manning – I think his career ends. Yeah. I, I, yeah I Daniel Jones will end up being the starter before too long yeah. and, and they'll move on from Eli. I, I'm with you a little bit on Brady except for I've already decided because I think I called for the end of Brady like three years ago and clearly <laughs> I was wrong. Yeah. So I've already decided – then that I'm just going to be wrong on Brady. I'm going to keep saying he'll be good until he's not, and I'll just That's be wrong good. on it. Okay. And, but I do – there were times bet. There were times last year where it didn't look like he was able to get the deep ball, and that's – it's like we said with Peyton Manning, it was the same thing. All of a sudden, you just couldn't make that throw, and it, it happens quick. And I wonder is – Tom Brady doesn't seem like the guy that's going to play one year too many, but he might, and, it, and, and I think it's going to happen quick if it happens. So yeah. I'd be interested to see. So – That'll kind of wrap up uh, some of our football talk. By the way, if you're looking to bet on any football this year, the season's coming up. It's time to do it. There's new faces everywhere on on in the league, but there's the the place to bet is still the same, and that is my bookie. My bookie. bookie. It's my bookie. <laughs> I know Uncle Tone knows my bookie is the place to bet on football every weekend. They have better bonuses, more prop bets than any sports book out there, bar none. And this year. They're hosting their first ever online handicapping super contest where first place is guaranteed to win $100,000 or more. And it only costs $100 enter. All you got to do is pick five NFL games each week against the spread every week. And whoever has the most at the end of the year will win the huge cash prize pool. I mean, my book is just the way to go. It's just easy in game, live in game betting. So you can bet during the game, before the game. You can get your next week's bets in. And right now, if you put in the promo code JPP, you can get a little bonus on your deposit, a little 10% bonus on your deposit. So get in there, put in the promo code JPP. You bet, you win, you get paid over at my book. Hey, Liv. Speaking of getting paid. Hey, Liv. Yes, sir. Can I buy a boat with $100,000? You can buy a hell of a boat with $100,000. You can buy buy a truck to pull it, too. I'm in. I got a boat that I'll sell you for $100,000. Speaking of big money, we talked about this. I think it was the last time you were on, Tom. We talked a little World Series of Poker. Mm. And I was reading this neat little article. Uh, Gary Gates, who used to be a senior consultant for the uh, website Poker Stars, he actually reached the final table of this year's World Series of Poker. And he's not like one of the pros, but he got in and he reached the final table. And then he ended up finishing fourth which won him $3 million. But what's interesting about it is I was reading an article where he was kind of talking about things that happen on the World Series of Poker that you might you don't notice by watching you know the ESPN coverage or whatever, whoever covers it now. And he was talking about how a lot of players have backers. I didn't know this. And he said, like, ha- so having $10,000 to pay the fee to play in the main event 
I mean, if you're Chris Moneymaker or Phil Hellmuth, yeah, you got $10,000 you can throw them. But not just any Joe Blow, if they want to get in there, can just throw $10,000. And so, like, with Gates, he had someone – he said people will buy their action. He had the po- uh, pro, Jason Mercier, who bought two-thirds of Gates' buy-in, which, since Gates won that $3 million, earned uh, Mercier a cool two, $2 million. Damn. But interestingly, he was saying that you got to be careful of who you do business with as far as if you want to get – like. So if I wanted to go get in, you got to be careful who your backer is because someone has to pay taxes on those winnings. And if you're not cool with the person, so like him and Gate, him and uh, Mercier had a had an agreement where if they won big, Mercier would pay all the taxes off of it, and then they would split it because Mercier's got the big more money. Right. And he was saying that he's heard a lot of stories of people who had backers and then end up winning big but got screwed because they paid all the taxes, but then legally they signed a deal where they would have to pay this guy over so much of the winnings and mm. so that I thought that was just interesting and then he talked about mm. the physical and mental toll that it is playing in the World Series of Poker and he's like he was saying that you play 10 hours a day with a few breaks and oftentimes he said you wake up at 8 and finish playing around 1.30 so when you finish playing you oftentimes want to go straight to sleep so you can you know be rested for the night before but if you think about it you probably just got done betting millions of dollars, maybe millions of dollars on one hand. <laughs> and now you're overthinking. I know me personally, I'd be overthinking. Did I play it right? Did I play it wrong? Yeah. And hell, if you don't, if you're not able to go to sleep now, you got to wake back up at eight the next morning for 10 more hours. Mm. I, don't know, I, I, I never thought about the mental and physical toll that maybe man, you, being in the world series of poker could have. Yeah, you got to compartmentalize that, man. It's, it's there, and when you leave, it's still there. You can't take it with you. And those guys, the big money players, we may have talked about this last time. They're they're different. You know, they can turn it off and on. When they're in there, they're a showman. They're that's their deal. You know, if they can't separate the card game from the real from real life, that's when they start to get in trouble. Yeah, because like he was saying, there was it, it's if you're overthinking things and you're up till. Four or five in the morning, just thinking about how you should have done this or should have done this or could have done that or whatever. Now you're up at eight. Now you're in there half asleep, still betting millions of dollars. And you need to be there's so much they're reading. I mean, they're reading. Not only are they watching the cards and calculating all out that they're trying to, you know, read the other players and do all this stuff. And so you need to be focused in there mentally. And well, shit, Lifford and I will be doing that this weekend, betting millions of dollars when we're half awake drunk. So I don't know. That's not a problem. Well, maybe hundreds, <laughs> maybe twenties. <laughs> you know, the other thing, pesos. so millions of pesos, uh, sorry, pesos, the okay. focus that, that we were talking about where you have to, there's a lot that you're, you're dealing with while you're out there, whether you're uh, calculating out what, what possible hands you could have or what they have or, or anything like that is he mentioned the tape delay and that there's a 30 minute delay. And if you have friends that are there watching and t- that maybe are watching or sitting behind and they're watching the TVs or something. They can actually, you can talk to them at times and you can get like how guys played hands 30 minutes prior. You can even text. You can uh-huh. use your phone as long as you're not on a featured TV. You can get up from the table and use your phone. So like I could text you and talk about how maybe I'll be like, so how did Tony play that? What did he have? And I'll see how you played it. Maybe you bluffed wow. or whatever. But then he said, if you overthink that, a lot of guys, they all know that you can do that and that there's that kind of conversation and people know how you're playing. So they might play every 30 minutes or every hour, like the pros will change up how they play hands. Like they, they know that you can do that. So like you, you can't almost overthink it by trying to use this tape delay stuff to your Well, advantage. if it can be overthink, overthought, I can do it. That's <laughs> right. That's what I meant. I'm overthinking everything. I'm, you should have seen me last weekend in my fantasy draft. I overthought the whole what thing. What do you have this weekend, Liv? What's your pick number? I have number four. Oh, I got number four. Oh. Four, 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 like mobile. Oh, home. well. Yeah, you won't have to talk about Elliot because we know Patty Mahomes will go number one. So 
you won't have that decision <laughs> yeah. to make. Number oh. five, well, no, my my first pick will be relatively easy. I mean, I I'm telling you, I that's going to be an easy yeah. pick at four. Yeah. But don't overthink it. I I just thought. Yeah, that's why I can never be in the World Series poker is I, I overthink everything. and make, At least in fantasy football, it doesn't come back to bite me yeah. too much. Uh, <laughs> I wanted to, I guess we'll wrap up. How, do we have anything else before we get to what we're listening to? Do you have anything else you want to throw out there, touch on? No. Fantasy football's All ready right. to roll, baby. Let's get it. Let's oh, get it's, it on. It's a good time. I'm. Re- it's fun. Fantasy football's fun. And, and maybe Quickly. give me – Give me three weeks and I might not be as happy about fantasy football, but we'll see. Quickly, I'll tell you one quickly thing that I'm really interested to see is how Bruce Arians does with Jameis Winston. I'm really interested to see what happens yeah. there because Jameis Winston needs to do it now if he's going to get paid. It's put up or shut up, Tom. And he's got the quarterback whisperer That's with right. him. So this here we go. It. Let's let's see. I this think that will be interesting to watch. Yep, and I'm interested. It will be fun. Yeah. So, and, and then let's see if Cliff Kingsbury lasts more than a year in Arizona. Yeah, you I know, mean, me too. I, I don't am know. excited to see what that offense looks like. There's a big difference between week one and week yeah. two. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You find out what happens yeah. when somebody slaps yeah. your ass. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll wrap up, Dad. Um, is there anybody you've been listening to in particular for this week's you, what we're listening to? You know, this guy came on the other day, and it may, I'm, this is who I will be listening to some, and it was Lenny Kravitz. I like Lenny Kravitz. He came on the radio. Don't know if he was flying away or not, but I really like Lenny Kravitz, and I will be listening to him some this coming week. Good pick. I got you, Tony. You got anybody? Yeah, I, this shout out to my daughter Sarah. She got me for my birthday a couple of couple of albums, and I didn't really realize how much I like Stevie Wonder's till I listened to Stevie Wonder's Inner Visions. Oh. And that's the one's got "Living for the City." That is a hell of a song. If you just mm. kind of sit back, I, mm. I recommend to everyone just go download "Living Just Enough for the City," the long version, and listen to that. And it's amazing to me that the things that they sing about back in 1971 or two are the same things going on today. Just listen <laughs> to that song, hear what he's singing about. And then think about what what all some of the stuff we're dealing with today. It's pretty amazing. So, but that's a hell of an album. The whole thing. It's just awesome. And hmm. then what's the album? Uh, Inner Visions. Inner Visions. Right. And then okay. the other one is Steely Dan. Uh, uh, Can't buy a thrill. Oh. And that's got Do It Again, Reeling in the Years. And man, there's some great guitar licks on that. Man, that Steely Dan album is awesome. It's awesome. So props to Sarah for picking that out for me. Those those are what I'm listening to. Well, she was picking out some yeah, classics. Yeah. Hey, can I give a quick shout out to Tony, Kevin? I got to say, he he mentioned Vampire Weekend here a while back, and I've been listening to some of those guys. Good. I like Vampire Pretty Weekend yeah. a lot. They are, Tony, I appreciate yeah, you kind of turning me on to they those will guys. Be on the, they'll stuff. be on the playlist as I drive my Stinger GT down to uh, – down to Little River Club. So. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> well, for my what we're listening to this week, it, it's kind of a, it's the end of an era as history's greatest song has finally been dethroned atop the Billboard's <laughs> Hot 100. I'm, I'm yep. pouring one out for Little Nas X and Old Town Road after Billie Eilish's bad guy took the crown now as this week's number one on the top 100. And Little Nas X broke the record with an unprecedented 19-week run as the number one song on the Billboard Hot 100. Do you guys know, by any chance, I didn't realize, I didn't know who was the number one song. Do you guys know who had the record before at 18 weeks? Mariah Carey? Michael Jackson. 
Tony is on. It was Mariah Carey, Mariah Carey and, okay. and uh, Boys to Men's One Sweet Day from 1995. So, and actually, I guess that was tied with uh, Daddy Yankee and Louis Fonzie's Despacito back in 2017. But I just was shocked to see that. I, I guess it's been 19 <laughs> weeks since we were talking about we a while back ago. We talked about Old Town Road and how it was on the country Hot 100 or whatever, and now it's. Just now ending its run as the number one song on Billboard Hot 100. I, I guess so, I'm, you know what? I don't know if Little Nas X will ever have another big song after that, but he's made he a lot of money to. off of Old Town Road. He won't so. need to. Old Town Road. So, yep. Yeah. He ain't good. He's state. doing just fine. Mm-hmm. I bet he can buy a boat. He can Tony. buy a boat. <laughs> yeah, I bet he, he can. Truck to pull it with. That's right. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's. I'm gonna remember that. For All right. that'll wrap up another week of the just press play pod tone we appreciate you coming on and talking some some football with us It's a big football week and we're we're, i'm excited my friend anytime i know y'all got y'all got a big weekend coming up we're gonna see what happens we talked about the the start of the uh the the what is it called the razorback draft or what 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 do we call what do we call early uh, yeah, the Razorback Fantasy Football. We'll leave it at that. It has another name, yeah. the official name, but we'll leave that alone for this podcast. That's Razorback Football. <laughs> yeah, so we, we talked. We talked about the start, and we're talking to two of the the founding fathers. So, and then we got another year starting up after this weekend. Man, so this, it'll be exciting. Next to week's see. podcast, the story should be good. Lifford, Lifford may come in. He may still be drunk by then. You don't know. There's no, there's no, all bets are off for this weekend. All bets are off. All right. Well, that'll do it for another week. We'll be back to talk some more NFL news and notes and, and, you know, just anything going on next week. But for, for, for this week, Tone Pops, peace, peace out. Peace. Peace.